Hello, what have we here? Welcome to the IDP Nation Podcast, the Factory Sports Network's IDP-centric show. We're your hosts, Dan Cook and Daryl Winston. Are you ready for some tenacious IDP discussion? We've got you covered from your LB1 Year Taxi Squad. This is IDP Nation. Well, week one is in the books. We're back with some more IDP discussion here. Daryl, how the heck are you? I am doing just fine, Dan. How are you? I'm not doing too shabby. I can't bust on your Titans because they just punched Baker Mayfield in the mouth. So. They curb stomp Baker Mayfield and his dirty hooligans. I don't know if you watched that game or not. Uh, I was watching a putrid flag football game, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I, I had the red I had the red zone on my lap, and uh, I the the way the sun was glaring on it it wasn't the best picture but i kind of got a grasp of what was happening so i didn't see they were actually playing dirty and that kind of surprised me i mean it was the browns or the titans the browns it kind of surprised me i mean they were well they were getting punched in the mouth and huh they were getting punched in the mouth and that's what you did this time some of these were early in the game i mean they were still in it yeah and uh well you know and then Marcus the Great took over and said, hey, we Marcus have a king in our backfield. Oh, and he dumped it off to Christ. King Henry. Oh, Jesus And 75 Christ. yards later, that train is rolling, baby. Oh, Don't my God. You know, I've had to listen to your King Henry hate That's for how a once-in-a-lifetime play. No, I hope you, you enjoyed it you because the next time he catches even one pass in a game, Whatever. he'll catch one, but, you know. Of course, he's not going to take a mile to the house, but he had a 20, 20 yard head start before anybody got in his way. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, see, but yeah, I forgot you're a hater. You're always going to be a hater. This is why we don't get along. Enjoy, enjoy it while it lasts. That's all I'll say. Enjoy it while it lasts. It was a good first game. Your team yep. did very well. Yep, and uh, now we're going to curb stomp the Colts. Corey Davis didn't do crap. What was up with uh, that? I, you know, it, I it's not on, like they covered him. That I mean, they didn't really blanket cover. No, him. but it's kind of what I alluded to on some of my Titans talk that I've did on a couple of other shows. Uh, AJ Brown's the better receiver here. Well, I knew that, but I and love AJ. I didn't expect it to come out quite like this right out the gate. But I think you're going to see more of that. And Delaney Walker being back was huge, too. So I think Delaney Walker was the real MVP there. He was. He was. Mariota's he was, but safety blanket's back. You know, he's warm and fuzzy. He's okay. He feels okay. He is. Mariota didn't get blasted. To, make a big impact, especially with some of those deep balls that he was. Man, he's a beast out there. Mariota wasn't on the injury report today. Oh, good grief. Here we go with that. Uh, well, that's, hey, reality check. That's been his biggest big issue is he gets hurt it every is, season. So he's not injured. He left week one without an injury. That's the positives. All right. Let's, let's, 
stop talking about Titan. This is not Titans talk here. So so you, you said Titans talk. This is not Titans talk. Well, this is IDP you, Nation. You brought this up. Uh, I was just I was patting you on the back, buddy. Just just giving you your props here. Your team actually well, did something. My team, meanwhile, escaped ooh. nearly nearly snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory because they let John Ross of all people. <laughs> is it because he went to UW that they felt bad for him and decided to maybe get his career back on track against us or something? And by the way, up. Tedrick Thompson, hashtag bad at football. That was a <laughs> terrible angle on that. Like, you got to intercept that thing. That was one of the touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, it would have been uh, an eight-point victory if he didn't badly misplay that. You know who would make that play? Mar- Marquise Blair. Yep, I would agree. I would. And with that, we'll get into the news. Good news, everyone. What do you got for us? Oh, so let's see. Ooh, not a lot of good news. <laughs> Terrible news, pretty much. Uh, but, so, but so where are we I guess our good news. We'll go with Michael Kendrick's got a sentence delayed to until. Uh, That's November great news because he's playing pretty good football. Yeah, he was. So that'll help you. Uh, we kind of discussed that off the air a little bit there before we got started. I don't know why this keeps getting delayed, and I've got I just got this strange feeling he's going to get off somehow or a slap he's on the wrist or something. Not, I don't... The feds are not going to let him off. He just might get delayed until he stops playing football. Maybe. Uh, well, maybe. I mean, that's I don't good know. news. Yeah, it'd <laughs> I mean... be great for the Seahawks. He's been a good player for us, so I can't complain. Yeah. What else you got? Um, well, I guess we got a little bit of bad news here. We got lots of bad news because with yeah. with the football season comes all the hurt, all of the yeah. injuries, all the season enders, all the out for five weeks. It's it's all downhill. Yeah, so I'll just kind of touch on some of the few Raiders cornerback Garen Conley is day to day after he was carted off the field last night. That was uh, yeah. I was shocked to see he could play in week two. I'm like, really? I was too. I'm like, you're gonna. And Put that right was back incidental, basically incidental fire from uh, Jonathan Abram, who, by the way, I absolutely love. Yeah, he's not gonna. Him. He's not gonna stop every play. He's not gonna bat away every pass, whatever. But if you catch that ball, you are gonna earn it because he is gonna knock your lid off. See, he's gonna make. He's gonna make you feel. Yes, the he game is. for like an extra day after a normal game. Yep. You know what I mean? He, he, you Normally, after a football game, football players are sore for a couple days. Cause, I, mean, I mean, he was hitting everything that moved and hitting them like a Mack truck. Yeah, I didn't see much of the late game because, you know, it started. I mean, it was run bedtime. defense across the middle. I mean, he was yeah. just... Well, you go to bed before the sun sets. So. Well, I fell asleep, so in my defense, I woke up and went to bed, so... I caught the uh, Houston and Saints but, uh, game, yeah, he... and then, and then uh, the rate. I mean, starting a game at yeah. ten o'clock. Like if I was on the West Coast, like I was in August, it'd be okay. But starting a game at ten o'clock right. is just ridiculous. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, the Bengals waived Jordan Willis. That's shocking because he was somebody that I yeah, kind of shocked kinda... me too. I didn't know that maybe he would lose his starting spot, but. I didn't see them cutting him. So he's an end, right? He's the end, right? Yeah, he's a defensive end. Because I get him and Jordan Evans. 
confused all the time. Is it Jordan Evans? Yeah. So Willis got cut. Evans is still on the team. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, Eagles defensive tackle Malik Jackson out for the season with LeSprank injury. That was a big blow. They just signed him not recently. so. Yeah, you were just pumping him up on the last show. Um, it, it's a big yeah, hit I for them. Yeah, I was excited to uh... – uh, they did make a signing as well, didn't they? Make a signing to yeah. I forget who it was. It was a lower level guy. Uh, well, I don't remember who it was. But, uh... Well, he- here you go. This is breaking news here at eight forty one on the East Coast here, and I'm not sure if you get these alerts like I do. Oh. Uh, but Antonio Brown is accused of three separate incidents of sexual assault and rape, according to a federal lawsuit filed Tuesday. As, what? As the Antonio Brown turns just took another swerve. Wow. So safe to say he never plays a game for the Patriots now? Well, I don't want to... The comment is there. I'll just say, with what his boss did over the summer, um, we'll we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Robert Kraft has his own legal troubles dealing with uh, similar uh, he's, things. He's good people, Dan. Well, how dare you? Well, not really. <laughs> not if you're charged <laughs> with that kind of stuff. You're not good people. But anyway. Uh, back to defense. Okay, the Antonio Brown saga continues. It's like the story that won't die. We finally thought it was going to be over. Yeah, we finally thought it was uh, going to be over. But it's now, like when you thought you'd seen it all, something else comes. Just up, so. when you thought he was finally going to shush, play football, stop with the Instagram videos, something else happens. Yeah. Oh my, oh my, oh my. So, back to our IDP stuff, I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> back to your Seahawks. Yes. Ezekiel Anza. Alert. Missed week one with an injury. Gee, I don't think we've ever seen this before. Told you. Four games would yeah. be probably the max that he plays. So. Well, I kind of... Somebody asked me earlier in the week, and I kind of set the over-under at five, and... Well, I'll, I'll give a lucky to get five games out of him. If you did click on my waiver article, you did get for free my D tackle. Um, that was the the freebie, the teaser, if you will, in the, as we call it in the business. Uh, my teaser was Quentin Jefferson because he is kind of a hybrid D tackle D end, and he's kind of the guy that picked up the slack from Puna Ford getting injured early in that game and Ansa not being available. Collier wasn't even active. Um, I kind of thought he might be active. Um, Rasheem Green played pretty well. Um, so yeah, but I'm not jumping on uh, Quentin Jefferson. I just well somebody but, actually asked me to Twitter, and I was like, "But yeah, he is D tackle eligible on MFL, and if he's playing a hybrid defensive and defensive tackle, he's kind of playing that Jerron Reed role." Because Puna Ford was, and now he's hurt. Right. We didn't mention that in the news notes yet, but Puna Ford's hurt. He left yeah. the game. He's probably not going to play in week two. So they are just going to 
Huh? I just don't trust him because in his 25 games previous to this... I don't trust him, but if you got trash at D-tackle, just pick up Jefferson true. and throw I mean, him in there. I guess he's worth a flyer, but... I mean, for the next couple weeks. I mean, some people don't believe in... If you don't get Aaron Donald or DeForest Buckner, or you don't have Chris Jones... You know, or you don't have one of the rookies. I mean, Quint, Quinn and Williams, I don't know what happened to him. He must have got hurt because he had a zero goose egg. He did have an injury yeah. of some sort. The other ones did okay from what I saw. I didn't see all of them, but uh, we'll, we'll kind of take a look at the top 12 rookies later um, right. in scoring. Um, we're going to do our top 12s again. We'll, we'll just tease that a little bit here coming up to take a look at what the week that was. Right. What everybody that's, what's um, the other news? Major news. And then our the last two that I've got and uh, pretty big pieces here: 49ers linebacker Quan Alexander and Jaguars linebacker Miles Jack both were ejected this week from the game. Yes. And uh, will they just serve did, that one game, or did Miles Jack uh, hissy fit kind of? I mean, oh, he looks. He... If, if you didn't see that, that was something else. I mean, it reminded me of a three-year-old not getting his way after they ejected him. He well, physically had yeah. to be removed from the field. So, but I think he. I mean, if he wasn't restrained by some of his teammates and coaches, we could be talking a long suspension for what he could have done because it looked like he was going after some people, and I mean some, yeah. some zebra-striped guys. I don't mean the other players. He was going after some, yeah. some yeah, he refs. Was, uh, like he was very hot under the collar. <laughs> yeah, and you know I I get, but you can't throw a punch. And a why do you throw a punch at a guy with a helmet on? Yeah, I mean it was. Why? Miles, why would you ever throw a punch at a guy with a helmet on? But I don't know. Miles Garrett got very lucky against the titans he actually threw a punch and the only thing that saved him is it was an opened hand uh, a little different. he had he had he had threw one at the tight end i, thought, I believe it was delaney walker or johnny smith i can't remember which one but he had a 15 yard flag and he got a uh uh personal foul flag for it oh, yeah. he's lucky they didn't eject him too so well, open hand i don't know everybody around the league was a little chippy this week well, I think it's real football. They've been held back for four weeks playing this fake preseason stuff that, you know, really, and, and especially this this year, more than ever, I think it was just rookies. It was rookies, second-year guys, and practice squad fodder that played 90% of these games. And really, there's a lot of rust. There's a, there's a lot of bad football being played in some of these teams. And some of these teams, you know, like the, the the Cardinals, they didn't really start doing anything until like the fourth quarter when they finally got their act together. And I like Kyler Murray's quote that he thought about, you know, saying, forget this, I'm going to go play baseball. <laughs> I'm not sure if that was an actual quote or if that was like an onion piece that I saw. But it, I mean, if he really thought that, then that's kind of funny. Like, because the Cardinals, that, uh, that makes that even riskier pick that that's even on his mind during a football game. But he yeah. looked okay. Um, so what? What else we got? We we we. I don't know if you saw. Um, I didn't see a whole lot. I didn't don't think I saw the play live. I think I saw it on a replay. But um, yeah, Eric Weddle got messed up. 
Yes. Did he did. take a foot to the head? Is that what it was? Because I kind of it was while I, I was watching. I think so I didn't get to see it. I just seen it real quickly, and I didn't go back to look at it. But yeah, I is there any that... uh, timetable? Is he coming back week two, or does he have a? I have not seen. The last I had seen was he is. Uh... He was injured. I don't. Maybe tomorrow we'll see a little more on some of these injuries. Well, yeah, today was the first day of practice, so a lot of these, um, a lot. Of I these... think your bigger injuries, like you know, oh. like Malik Jackson's injury, where he's out for the season and yeah. stuff. Really, only Those you're only injuries. you're only really going to see the um, Panthers and Buccaneers injury reports because they play Thursday. Besides that, you're really not going to see, unless there's an IR um, or some good news that somebody doesn't need surgery. Um, I did see that uh, everybody's, one of one of everybody's, not everybody, but uh, one of our favorites, Justin Evans, ended up on the IR after yes. his latest injury. So I don't know if that was before the season. through the signed. By the Akeem way, Smith, in place yes, of Malik yes, Jackson. Yes, that's what I saw. Um, but so yeah. he could have some low end stuff. Nah, he's a rotational piece. They'll 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 do what they always do. Um, you didn't mention Jonathan Allen. Jonathan Allen's going to miss some time with an injury. Yeah, and you know, Aaron. They're Coleman. saying it's not going to be long. Yeah, they released him. Aaron Colvin was released by the Texans after that game the other night. Uh, Philip Gaines was signed in his stead. Um, and just kind of going through here. Nothing really else major. Um, Nathan Shepard. Oh, Nathan Shepard got a six-game steroid ban. Maybe that's why he wasn't playing week one. He was inactive. So that's kind of a big story. Uh, oh, Bryce Callahan is without a timeline. He was apparently hurt. That's a big loss. And uh, my boy Jannard Avery was inactive the other day. Said, so "What's up with that?" Maybe that's yeah. why they lost. I don't know. Maybe if the Browns had him on the field, they would have won. Uh, no. Well, they would have done better. <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, let's get that. That's enough of the news. Let's. <laughs> Move on. Uh, so we are going to kind of break down the week that was uh, looking at some of the top performers in IDP. Um, we, I don't know, the week that was, I guess this is what we'll kind of refer to it as. The um, week that was. Daryl promised to come up with something grand and, and wonderful. And uh, really? I was just listening to it. I, I went for a run before uh, 8 o'clock here. And... I was listening, and I heard the great Hollywood profess this great thing he had in store for us, and he let us down. Well, we're still working on it. We'll we'll come up with something. Yes, and you can we'll still if you if you fill out a pool on ESPN, you can still join our IDP Nation uh, Pick'em League. Somebody over here forgot to, so not naming any names, of course. But anyway, with week one in the books, we're going to take a look at some of the uh, big guys, uh, the top 12. We, we look at the top 12 every week last year. It's a good idea to hear the names over and over again that are constantly LB or 
DT ones. Um, and we'll kind of mention if they're owned. I'm using um, one of our deeper defensive leagues. It's the DFW um, 36. Okay, it's, a, it's an old, uh, very seasoned veteran league. So most of the people in this league are vets. So if there's a free agent, it means it's pretty deep dive. So that's where I've kind of gone to get my waiver stuff because I figure if if it's a free agent in this league, it's probably a good chance it's a free agent everywhere because these have a lot of great IDP minds, a lot of great uh, current writers, former writers, uh, people that just love IDP and follow IDP. Some people that listen to this show, some people that have their own shows, you know, some of this stuff uh, or had their own shows. Um, but looking at D tackle, uh, I'm not going to spend a ton of time going over each of these. We mentioned Quentin Jefferson. He's, his playing time for the next few weeks is going to be sky high. Uh, he was the top dog mm-hmm. when it comes to defensive tackles. His two sacks uh, helped out there. And he was, like I said, my waiver ad for DT of the week. And it's not just because he was the top scorer. It's because of that opportunity in the next few weeks. Now, you know, when Jerron reads back and Puna Ford comes back, he'll probably get relegated to that rotational role. So you want to keep an eye on those players because um, he's not going to be a lock and load every week starter, you know, but this is a, a weekly game. We got to play the, the odds here. Uh, Grady Jarrett, a couple of Falcons played a lot of snaps and they saw a lot of run. Uh, Grady Jarrett, no surprise. He's he's a snap master for Atlanta. He was second. Tyler Davidson coming over from the Saints uh, to Atlanta. He is also probably a free agent if you're looking for a pickup. Uh, he was third. Linval Joseph, kind of an old regular fourth. Larry Ogunjobi, fifth. Sheldon Richardson, sixth. Devin Godshow is seventh. Brandon Meebane, eighth. Denico Autry, ninth. Kenny Clark, tenth. John Jenkins from Miami, 11th, and Kwan Short at D-Tackle. He, he kind of could be considered a D-end if they're in the 3-4, but he's a D-Tackle for now. Uh, those are the top 12. Um, really, it's kind of surprising because the only name, the, the name that's I'd expect on here was Sheldon Richardson and Okunjobi, and that's about it. I mean, Kenny Clark's pretty good, too. Yeah, Linval Joseph. I mean, so you got a couple of the the medium tier, you know, medium first tier guys on here. Uh, but where where are well, the superstars? Where's Fletcher Cox? Where's DeForest Buckner? Where's Aaron Donald? Aaron Donald got schemed away from, it seems. Uh, but yeah, it yeah. wasn't a very good day for the studs. JJ uh, Watt got a goose egg for his owners last night. So you won't hear his name when we bring it up here. Um, So defensive end, moving on. uh, Number one was Sam Hubbard. He uh, was a terror for the Seahawks' offensive line. Uh, He ended up with two sacks, I believe, and a bunch of tackles. Six tackles, four assists, two sacks. Um, That's pretty good day at the office. And with the release of of willis i think he's kind of is gonna own a lot of snaps so he is definitely a a guy to if you have hang on to and if you don't have uh if he's on your wire go get him he was another one of my waiver ads for the week uh mr joey bosa was number two 
just to oh, irritate man. you. And he outscored your boy, <laughs> your, your your boy Miles Garrett, who you picked to have more sacks. Uh, which I had Cleo well, Mack, and Cleo Mack was busy letting others uh, share the wealth in sacks. Uh, Miles Garrett was third. Carlos Dunlap fourth. Benson Maioa is fifth. Trey Hendrickson from New Orleans was sixth. Daniel Hunter seventh. Cameron Jordan eighth. Cameron Hayward ninth. Eric Armstead tenth. Roy Robertson Harris was eleventh. And Justin Houston rounded out the top tier of defensive ends. A lot of the big names were on this list. Yes. Notice no rookies on this list. Uh, that's that's one thing no that rookies. sticks out to me. Um, a lot of the, there's a few names on here that I probably will never read on this list again. And that's the nature yeah, of this position. Benson Maiola is that. a decent DN, and I, I guess he's the guy opposite of Claylon Farrell. Claylon Farrell had a decent game. Not a, not a great game. Had a couple tackles. Uh, Trey Hendrickson. We were probably expecting to see Davenport there. But Davenport had a pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, yeah Cameron Jordan did play really well. Um, so a lot of the big names are here. Uh, but some are missing, it seems. No Frank Clark. No, no, no Frank Clark. No Jadavian Clowney. You know, some, some of these big names. No D Ford. No Nick Bosa. Some of these big names that we've been pumping up, or, or not us pumping up, but you know we've been talking about them, yeah. are not here. And again, don't freak out. Don't trade. Yeah. You know, don't don't go trading D Ford for peanuts, or don't go trading D Ford for Eric Armstead. You know, because that's a fluke. And some of those names you just mentioned, I'm looking at a couple of other leagues. And they're just outside the top twelve. They're in that uh, yeah, and 13, 13 Nick, to twenty range. So. Nick Bosa was seventeen. Ogba was eighteen. Farrell was nineteen. Uh, yeah, so they're yeah. I, I mean, it de- again depends on scoring, as we always just don't preface. get excited over week one results. That's the main thing. Yeah, and I think when, when people ask a start sit questions, it's not a what they did last week kind of thing because you can't set your lineup based on what they did last week and right. i think that's something that that new idp what? players i mean you they should understand <laughs> well they should understand even if they play in offense leagues traquan smith he had a huge game last year and then the next week did nothing so right. you understand how the game's played it's it's you play the laws of averages the guy yep. if he's never done it before is not very likely to do it again in week two uh, moving on to linebacker, and uh, yeah, I got a little bit of guff, and, and it's funny because I actually listened back to last night's show or last week's show, and, and I even said I'm probably going to get this wrong. And <laughs> if he was number Corey Littleton was number one this week, yeah, but that's this week, okay? This week I said for the season he probably won't be a top twelve, and I stand by that statement. I don't think he's going to be in the top 12, which is where he's being drafted. He was being drafted. I don't think we're drafted anymore. Where we was being drafted, that fits right in with that. I'm with you on it, though. I'm with you on it. Good. And like I said, I also, you know, I made some bad calls. You know, I didn't say bench Corey Littleton, by the way. 
I, I didn't say that. I just said yeah. don't expect what you drafted him at to happen. So, exactly. Big difference. Um, is a big difference. I did tell you to pick up Eric Rowe, and uh, I would pick up and start Eric Rowe everywhere every week because teams are going to torch the Dolphins, and he seems to be one of those corners that's on the field a lot. So uh, with that being said, uh, if you are still drafting, maybe you are, maybe you're doing a weekly league, which the best fantasy football league.com does offer. Uh, you can check those out and check them out here. Listen. Best fantasy football league.com. Join a 12 team dynasty startup draft today. Leagues start at just $49 and go up to 999. Starting lineups of one quarterback, three running backs, four wide receivers, one tight end, and two flex spots. They also have best ball leagues, weekly leagues, and redraft leagues with six different starting lineup options in 10, 12, and 14 team leagues. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com The best fantasy football leagues on the net. BestFantasyFootballLeague.com Again, weekly, best balls. You can get involved in all that and check those guys out. Anyways, back to our linebackers. Linebackers, uh, pretty much this list is kind of what you'd expect. A couple surprising names. Uh, But Corey Littleton did lead the way. I think he had like the trifecta. He had an interception, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. So he was pretty beastly. Got to give him credit there. Um, yep. But will it help? Will it maintain? <laughs> uh, T. Sizzle. Didn't, yes, I don't think we mentioned T. Sizzle's name. I mean, we might have mentioned him when we talked about the Cardinals a little bit and, and the Ravens. But T. Sizzle getting himself, having himself a game. Uh, I still don't say go get T-Sizzle, but uh, having five tackles, two sacks, and a forced fumble, uh, good deal, T-Sizzle. Terrell Suggs, if you don't know who T-Sizzle is. Uh, Second on the week, Devon Kennard was third, and don't expect that again. Please don't expect that again. Uh, Getting back to normal here, uh, LVE. Was fourth here, just behind Kennard. Uh, C.J. Mosley, he was a monster. He was all over the field, doing a little bit of everything for the Jets. He was fifth. Yep. Uh, your boy Cameron Wake, the old man. The still, old man still going. Uh, I lump him in with Suggs, though. Don't bet on that every week. Yeah, I mean he was having a decent play uh, early on, and then Cleveland lost their starting tackle he got out with an injury and at that point it was just feast on and he two and a half sacks a safety two tackles i mean i wouldn't expect that like you said i'm not going to expect that every week but it's just i can't fathom why miami let him go because he's still clearly got enough in the tank to be effective so uh, i mean yeah uh their losses are gains so we'll take it yeah, I guess he he got out before it was it was uh, trending to get out of Miami. So yeah, apparently uh, there's a lot ready to jump ship oh, down apparently. there. I don't know. They might as well just Nick Saban should just kind of let let his team join Word the on NFL. The street is, uh, after the game, numerous players texted their agents and uh, basically yeah. said, 
get me the hell out. I of thought it. that so, was a joke at first. I did too, till I started seeing it. But then they reported places. they reported it like during like Sunday Night Football. I thought like yeah, so, like somebody mentioned something about that. Pro something football like, talk or something like that, maybe. I'm like, my god. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty bad. After one week, you're ready to bail. And I don't think it's Brian Flores' fault. I don't think so either. But they're trying to build. If, they're trying to build something, and I get they're pissed about the trades because some of those right. trades were straight up garbage. But and maybe it's Tunstall. Maybe it's Tunstall getting traded was just the last straw for them. Like, could uh, be. I mean, apparently he didn't even know he was getting. He got traded. If you listened to the game last night, he said his brother, I think it was, come in and woke him up and said, "Hey, you've been traded." He's like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, you've just been traded to the Texans, bud. So uh, uh, that's, yeah. uh, that's kind of crazy. That's bad management because your management should have been talking to you like, hey, this might happen. You know. Well, know. you know, when you're the Texans and you don't have a GM running things. Uh, the Texans don't have to do The Dolphins have the obligation to tell the player that they've been traded. Yeah. I mean, the team acquiring him can't talk to him. That's called tampering. That's true. Unless they unless they get permission from the team to work out a deal, yeah. but that wasn't the case here. But I mean, if they're ready to jump after what Baltimore did, can you imagine what's going to happen after New England gets uh, done with them? This week? Like I said, New England. Well, New England might have their own issues with AB and his legal issues now that he's going to have to deal with. But I don't. If that's true, I don't see that being an issue because I think they're just not going to let him on the field. They're not going to let him in the facility. They'll just say, "Hey, you need to go away," because they're. They're not going to be out a whole lot anyway. Not like the Raiders were, I guess. Well, is he guess. that big of a clown that he wouldn't tell them that this is a possibility? Do what? Is he that big of a clown that he would not tell the hoodie and, and the, the trust there this Man, could I be don't... a possibility? With everything After they gave him an extra they, they gave him an extra year option for $20 million? Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't sign the option yet, but they have the option for twenty mil for next year. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't put. Do anything you think past he's? Him. I I really can't put anything past him. I, I, yeah. I don't think he told them a thing. Yeah, I, I think he told them what they wanted to hear. Maybe, probably. Probably told him you want a ring, another one. Yep. Yeah, but, but yeah. Uh, oh, well, I don't want to talk about him anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm sick of we'll move on. him. We'll move on. Uh, Jordan Hicks was seventh, 21 yep. points. Fred Warner. Uh, got to see what Fred Warner looks like without Quan Alexander because <laughs> Quan went stupid. Uh, Leonard Floyd. This should be Cleo Mack, but Cleo Mack was being a good teammate, taking the double teams <laughs> and triple teams and letting his other teammates feast. Uh, Leonard Floyd had two sacks of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Thomas Davis had some questions between the last week before the game and now after the game about Thomas Davis. And Thomas Davis is your redraft guy. If you're in a redraft league yeah. or you're playing for this year, Thomas Davis is the dude to own in, in the Chargers on the Chargers because he's the leader of that defense de facto. Without Derwin James out there, He's going to be the leader of that yep. defense. Whether or not he's wearing a green dot or not, it doesn't matter. He's going to be the leader of that defense, and he's a good tackler, solid tackler. Yep. Anytime he's out there, he's got that veteran presence. Yep. That he's got that knack for just being in the right spot. Um, 
Kaiser White, I don't think, is a bad play, but he's the long-term play. He's yeah. not going to be a weekly starter. You're going to have to play matchups. You're going to have to watch his snap counts. Uh, speaking of Ben, our boy Ben does the snap counts every week. He'll tell you yep. how many snaps he's playing. Watch those. I mean, White was 19th. So if you started him, you didn't do too shabby anyway. Yeah, he had eight non-tackles. So you didn't do too bad. I mean, Marlon Mack was running all over this defense. but Oh, gosh. You want to talk about, you know, you talk about your King Henry. Marlon Mack. Oh, Lord, please. Anyway. uh, Now, your boy Josie Jewell was getting disrespected today on Twitter. That's fine. He was 11th. I have all the Josie Jewell. So if, if you don't have him, I probably have him in the leagues that we're in together. Let people keep hating. I'll, I'll he take was, him out. He was I'll my best this. linebacker in in a in a league that I have Bobby Wagner, Darius Leonard, uh, Deion Jones, and Fred Warner. Well, Fred Warner outscored him. I don't think I started Warner though. Um, yeah, let him keep. Josie Jewell outscored them. I had Levante David was the other guy I had. Josie Jewell outscored all of those studs. Yeah, so, let, him, let him keep hating. I'll take his 14 tackles a week every week, and I'll be happy. Well, I don't know about 14 tackles. Yeah, he had seven solo, seven assisted, 14 total tackles. I'm looking at it right now. I, I'm just saying I wouldn't expect that every game. So Wouldn't expect it every game, but he's a good bet for double digits every week. And to let you know how crazy this was, uh, last year was the uh, last couple years was the year of the Arizona trifecta at safety. Well, this year we had the Arizona trifecta at linebacker. We have Chandler Jones rounding out the top 12 as Chandler Jones, Terrell Suggs, and Jordan Hicks are all in the top 12, which tells you they're getting a lot of plays and they're the only guys on that team pretty much. Yep. Uh, Just some things to throw out there. And these aren't guys, uh, Cole Holcomb, probably the dude in Washington. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he got the start over uh, Sean Dion Hamilton. So yeah, and, and he, Mason Foster really looked—I well. mean, didn't look that great. Um, we'll, we'll take a look and we'll kind of know a little bit more about snap counts. Um, I didn't get to dig into them. Being a Tuesday show, we're taping this on Tuesday. Our normal day is going to be Wednesday, uh, but being a Tuesday, I didn't really get to dig into snap counts and all. So uh, next week we'll kind of look at more of the snap count shares and stuff like that. Uh, one weird thing, Devin Bush didn't get the start for Pittsburgh. Among other stupid things Pittsburgh did on Sunday night, like not have an offense. Um, <laughs> Devin Bush did not start. And Mark Barron He's was not- running around like crazy. So, I mean, I don't mind them playing Mark Barron, but not start Devin Bush. Yep, and Bush serious? is not wearing the dot either. T.J. Watt was wearing the dot. I don't mind that. Yeah, I'm just saying. But you, you, you traded up to get this dude to help your defense. And you, maybe that's why the Patriots put up 20 on you before you could even blink. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it wasn't the reason why. I, I mean, I'm not going to say it is, but – Maybe bad decision making like that is why they put up twenty on you before the first quarter was even like halfway over. I think I fell asleep early during that game too because it was boring. Good grief, Grandpa! Come on, man! It, it, it was a boring game. 
You stayed up and watched that? It was terrible. It's terrible. I watched the whole thing. Yeah. Well, you're a Patriots bandwagon jumper. Anyway. No, I'm just watching the IDP side, enjoying a good game, and uh, seeing what Devin Bush was doing. Yeah, I mean, all right, some so of us can stay up past sunset. Some of you can. Some of you can. I'll, I'll catch up through the week here. Uh, so... <laughs> Cornerback, moving on. Logan Ryan was the top corner. He had a nice game. Yes. Um, and yes, he, he is did. owned in a bunch of places. Um, normally because he lets up a lot. Uh, but he actually had a good game. He he didn't run his back, right? But he, he had an interception, seven tackles, um, a lot of work. Had a one and a half sacks as well. So yes, yes, he blitz off the edge. Uh, the Niners prof- profited off of Jameis Winston being bad at football. Uh, <laughs> Richard Sherman with one of the easiest pick sixes I think he's ever had. Um, it good to fell see him get that. right into his lap, and he ran it back. Yeah, it was good to see him do that. Um, it's just he he had a terrible year last year, and. I don't know that this is a sign that he's going to turn that around. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, Trey Flowers had a ton of tackles because he was getting Ooh, abused by John Ross and the Bengals. <laughs> uh, Trey Flowers is definitely a guy to look at to pick up because yeah. uh, the, Steelers, recovery. No, the Steelers are next. And Ooh. it's probably going to be more of the same. Uh, Kella Witherspoon also had a pick. I believe he returned that to the house, too. I believe so. Uh, Because Jameis was all into throwing to the other team. (laughs) And then you had Rashawn Melvin, who Mm -hmm. I believe had an interception as well. Nope, just a lot of tackles. Nope, eight tackles, three pass deflections. Uh, Then you had Eric Rowe with nine total tackles. And like I said... Roll out row because their people are gonna torch this dolphin yeah, defense. He could be the new uh, who was the the new Malcolm by. Butler. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but that that wasn't the one that came to mind right away. Uh, it's the other one that everybody hated on. Oh, we've mentioned him about how many times? Vernon Hargraves. Hargraves had a good game. He actually did. He's on this yeah, he list. Did. He's he's uh, he had an interception and. Had a couple tackles. He, but you know, I think he, it was he ran year. it back for a yeah, touchdown. Roasted. Yeah, he got roasted, and and you know, I think that comes with every rookie. You're going to get yep. roasted every once in a while. Uh, but Eric Rowe is definitely somebody I suggest you go pick up. Um, he it's he <laughs> he's one of Flores's boys, is what I feel, because he followed him from New England to Miami, yep. and. He's got some loyalty there, yeah. Good enough to play, but bad enough to be good for IDP, which is perfect. Yeah, and they're facing and the they're Patriots. Bad, so who else are they going to throw out there? I mean, you think about it. The Ravens just tore him up, but his next three games are the Patriots, the Cowboys, and the Chargers. And all Tom, three of those are probably going to bomb yeah, away. Tom doesn't look like he's forty-one years old. No, we don't. Dak just threw for 400 yards with Zeke in the backfield. Yep. And who'd you say the third was? 
The third is the Chargers, and then they go into oh, a bye. Jesus. Rivers is going to smoke them. Yeah, I mean, that's – you said roll him out the, the few games. It, it don't get any better than that right yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, keep an eye for if he gets benched, but besides yeah. – for who, though? They don't have yeah, anybody that, on their team. They've given them all away or traded them away. It's one thing to play bad and get benched, but like you said, for who? Who, who are they going to run out there? Yeah, I so, mean, Xavier Howard's on the other side, and that's that's they're not going to really throw at him. No, not much. when not Rowe when you have Rowe and whoever else they throw out there. Um, but yeah, I, I think it could be a long, it could be a great matchup to look at. Is whoever's playing Rowe, that's who you should start. Yeah. Uh, speaking of your boy, playing, I would definitely look at him. Yeah. Speaking of your boy Malcolm Butler, he did come in seventh. Your Tennessee team did That's pretty right. well. He got um, an interception. He was part of that pick party that uh, yeah. Baker Bunfield was having up there. Byard had one too. We'll maybe yep. get to him soon. Uh, Vernon Hargraves, you mentioned, had a pick six for the Bucks. Didn't do much else. Uh, that was yeah, his he heavy lifting there. Uh, Drake Kirkpatrick was all over the field for the Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. uh, Jason McCourty. Yep. He, he won't die. What is dead may never die. Uh, James Bradbury had a good game, and he is definitely a corner. If uh, He's probably owned. He's one of the more owned, uh, decent IDP be. plays because he made a nice play. Uh, I think he had a fumble recovery as well, an interception. And a sack, two pass deflections. So, yeah, he, Maybe not he a fumble no recovery. I got him confused with somebody else. But, yeah, uh, had a nice stat-filling shoot Yeah, he here. filled the box score. He's... And I think you might be able to see that same thing again this week because they play uh, Tampa Bay. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to be ahead of Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is going to be throwing a lot. So short week. Yeah. Uh, Bradbury probably going to see Godwin, I would assume, because Evans is probably uh, going to go with Dante Jackson. I would imagine so. Yeah, Jackson's so, probably going to cover him. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Dunbar rounds out the top 12 uh, for Washington. Um, and he's still a good play. I mean – uh, what was it Fabian Moreau was a was a play I played at the end of last year. Um, one name to keep an eye on, uh, Tavares Moore, I believe, is kind of playing a hybrid safety corner for the Niners. He's listed as a corner, so somebody just to keep an eye on. Right. Um, and I mean the Fullers are all pretty good bets. All of them, pretty much. <laughs> They're all pretty good uh, for IDP. Uh, but moving on to our last category of safety, and then we'll talk about some rookies, our top 12 rookies. We've noticed we have not really talked rookies in any no. of these lists. The rookies did not really show out in week one. So I don't know what happened here. Uh, number one on the list was Tracy Walker. Detroit yep. uh, safety had a nice game, had an interception. Uh, and a bunch of tackles. He was all over the place. Yeah. Uh, he was mentioned, uh, the IDP tipster mentioned him on our flag planting show, and uh, looks like he is somebody that you should pick up sooner rather than later because he might not be available. Uh, Xavier Woods, not the uh, WWE wrestler, uh, played <laughs> for the Dallas Cowboys. He's on the waiver wire too, and he... Had himself a pretty nice game. Uh, a forced fumble, nine tackles, and two assists for him. Wow. Uh, he's a waiver wire possibility. Uh, he wasn't my waiver wire pick because I don't really believe in the talent there. 
And I still right. believe Dallas, if they want to make a run at this, needs another safety. But yeah. uh, Anthony Harris, uh, was I mentioned him when we talked about the Vikings, and uh, our buddy Peter mentioned that I mentioned him and I refreshed my memory. Had two <laughs> picks, so it was a pretty good uh, name throw at me. He, had, he said he owns him everywhere. So there apparently he he took our advice on that one, and he's just top three. Yeah, uh, Harrison Smith. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to pick on him a little bit because I played him in two different leagues this <laughs> week, and uh, I kind of roughed him up a little bit. So, uh, but he he'll get there. Peter's a good owner. He'll I have no doubt that he'll get things turned around. There's a rumor that you played four safeties in the one league, and you're only supposed to play two. Uh, Did you take advantage of some rules here? Or some some loopholes. So. Okay. If I did, I did it unknowingly. But I'll uh, check that. Well, it's, our list, it's our listener league that I'm talking about. Okay, I'll go look. Okay. I don't think I did, but uh, no. stranger things have happened. Well, Harrison Smith came in fourth. So those Minnesota safeties were active. Uh, Jordan Poyer was fifth. Jeff Heath, another cowboy, was sixth. Uh, Devin McCourty, 7th. Malik Hooker, 8th. Again, those McCourties, what is dead may never die. Um, <laughs> Malik Hooker had an interception late in the game. Uh, it wasn't enough to help them win the game, but uh, looked pretty good back there. That's kind of the Malik Hooker we've kind of been wanting. Get a decent amount of tackles and a pick. He's definitely a ball hawk. Uh, John Johnson, the 3rd, was ninth. J. Ron Curse for Minnesota, a third safety. Is this the next coming of the Arizona trio, or is it just this game game script, so to speak? He had uh, six tackles and a PD and three assists. Yeah. Um, it could just be weak numbers at safety. It could be. I mean, really, really, honestly, from this chunk, they're basically within like a point of each other. There's a big chunk that are at just outside the top 12. Uh, Trey Boston going back to Carolina. He was one of that Arizona trio, uh, had 16 points, and he's definitely somebody. Uh, somebody I told you to pick up before the season. My waiver wire come last week. I told you to grab him because he's back and starting in Carolina and should be pretty good. Uh, and Justin Reed last night finished the 12th uh, with uh, a decent amount of points here seven tackles two assists um so not an overwhelming day at safety uh i mentioned your boy byard that was pretty much his only stuff was his pick he had a couple tackles um, yeah he had a few tackles vaccaro kind of led the way there uh juan thornhill will bring up here in a minute when we talk rookies um we're gonna talk idp rookies so I might have to sift through some of this stuff. Uh, we had some offensive rookies go crazy. Uh, but your defensive rookies, uh, Cole Holcomb was the top IDP rookie. Devin Bush, despite not getting the start, was second. I had Max Crosby as actually third defensive end that uh, Dingus, your boy Dingus, uh, loves. Uh, yeah, I like him too. Uh, you know, he had that hand injury there early in, or late in preseason, but – yeah. Looks like he's going to be a, a really good piece for them. And he's free. You can yes. get him everywhere. He's basically free unless I have yeah. him on my taxi squad in your league. <laughs> uh, Juan Thornhill uh, was a late start, 
over Daniel Sorensen. Why they even floated that Sorensen should start, I don't have a clue. Thornhill should have been the starter from day one, minute one. Yeah, I'm not sure what the deal there was, but... Um, So that's, let's see. That's four. At five, Nick Bosa. Uh, At six was Taylor Rapp, who came in mainly to uh, spell... Weddle once he had that injury. And he uh, did well with his reps. Yeah. Yeah, he did pretty decent. Uh Clay Farrell. Clay Farrell was seventh. Uh Halani Tavai was eighth. Uh, Devin White was ninth. Uh Zach Allen, a defensive end uh for Arizona, okay. uh was a good pick. Was tenth, I believe, we're on. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Ledbetter would be eleventh, and Byron Murphy was twelfth. Uh so our Everybody pumped up these D tackles, and not yep. a one of them was on this list. So, a little too excited, maybe. And I'll have read a few tackles. Didn't do much. He did, but he's uh, somebody had mentioned that in one of the social medias. Uh, he's still just like he was at Houston. They are teams are just going to focus doubles and triple teams on him because if they don't, yeah. he's just going to eat them up. So, yeah. And, I mean, there's some guys here that we liked in the offseason. You know, Quincy Williams uh, p- kind of playing that Telvin Smith role, okay? Um, you know, you had Sam Aguavin, who's now basically the starter there uh, for them. Jonathan Abram, you would mentioned earlier, uh, hitting people uh, hard. Um, doing kind of what he does. So that's the, the wrap-up of week one. Anything else in week one that stood out to you besides uh, my thing that stand out to me is Miles Jack and Quan Alexander being morons, but hurting their team. Like, <laughs> you, you got to be more disciplined than that. And um, that was the one thing I think Browns fans are saying their team was highly undisciplined. Uh, so you got to be disciplined. You got to play smarter than that. So. Um, anything else stand out to you that you want to mention? No, we pretty much covered them right there. I mean, yeah. And, and you know, if, if you're studs, I mean, a lot of the guys that you started are not on this list because they won't be every week. If you look into the season long stuff and you look at week to week, some of these guys have bad games, or not even bad games, but 12 other people have better games than they did. You know, you could be Luke Keekley and get six tackles a game like like it's money in the bank, and that's sometimes not good enough to make the top 12. You know, it's those splash plays, it's those pick sixes and stuff like that that put you over the top. Um, speaking of statistics, while we're looking at stats and while we're looking at things... Uh, We kind of want to take a little minute to talk about our uh, prospects that we have talked to. Um, So let me let me find your appropriate drop here um, for us. You know, I promised. I promised it would happen every week and I'm going to (laughs) oblige. So we are Leroy Jenkins. We are waving this flag for these players. Uh, we're going to fl- wave that flag and carry it through into the NFL draft prospecting section. Um, 
So we we have interviewed three college players, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Three. Uh, yes, Bryce Huff, yes. um... Bryce Huff, Reed Harrison, Duke Crow, and Robbie Wallace. Yep. Uh, from Wingate. So uh, Bryce Huff, we'll start with him. We talked about his big week last week. Uh, didn't show up much on the stat sheet in week two. Right. Uh, but after that huge game, you were saying that uh, game plan against him might have been. Yeah, I think they focused on him and uh, he's, not let him beat you. Yeah, don't let this guy beat you. We'll take our chances yeah. with everybody else. So, But he fits in with the theme of the weekend because I think Aaron Donald had a tackle and J.J. Watt had zero of anything. So, yep. you know, big names getting shut down all over the place. Um, we interviewed Reed Harrison Ducrow about a, what, a month ago or so, a month and a half ago. Uh, yeah, somewhere in there. Somewhere in there. He had two solos and Duquesne just stomped. Yeah, they wasn't really challenged. Uh, I actually watched that game on my phone. Uh, I, I told you it was more like Ohio State playing a community college. The Little just, Sisters uh, of the Poor. Yeah, they just uh, walked all over them. Now, I will say, if you're going to watch him this week, this would be a good week to do it as they play yes. Youngstown State. So that should be a good game right there. It's on ESPN Plus, and uh, I've been I've been tinkering with that. I don't know that I'll be able to watch. It's my wife's birthday coming up this weekend. So happy birthday. I know she doesn't listen. So I'll say I, I did do that. So, uh, but Reed had two solos in the win. Um, so, and it was a, obviously a thumping. So the game was never in doubt except for maybe five seconds into it. Uh, it seems like uh, defense locked them down for three points. So that's, uh, part of that defensive uh, team there. Uh, Robbie Wallace from Wingate, uh, I believe Wingate got the win. Yes. They did. Okay. I, I did not write that down, so I was going based off of memory. Uh, Robbie Wallace had three solos, an assist, and a half sack, uh, which was also a half tackle for loss because the sack counts yep. for that. Uh, so good games. Uh, you know, nothing. Huff had the big week one, little quiet week two, uh, but the other two uh, starting off their uh, D two or FCS or whatever they call it these days uh, seasons and right. pretty successfully. Um, so we'll keep those players in mind as we go through the rest of the season, uh, refreshing your memories of them, and uh, hopefully we hear their names called in April. But anyway, um, yep. Moving on. Uh, so you did not get into our group yet, but uh, I had eleven picks correct last week. Now, now, honestly, how many picks did you have correct last week? Oh, I don't even know. Oh my god! Uh, I don't Terrible. think it was that many. I think it. <laughs> I think I had like seven, but I'd have to go back and look. I think I had somewhere around seven. Okay, so I got the Bears wrong. I picked the Bears last week. I picked the, yeah, I picked the Browns. Browns. Half the nation picked the Browns. Um, I, I, you know, actually, I picked the Browns because I just figured they were going to be fired. Yeah, so fired up, and uh, uh, nobody won up. the Lions Cardinals. So that's one down. Uh, yeah. I I picked the Bucks to win against the Niners, and I had the Broncos, which I'm sure many people did have the Broncos, um, and the Raiders took it to town so uh i had 11 wins yep. last week you know um i don't know i'm pretty p- 
pleased with my outcome. I did win some some DraftKings and some things like that, uh, some, some small dollars, and uh, I finished eighth in something on FanDuel, which won me a few bucks. So I can kind of put back the money that I used to put in the account and just use that the rest of the season. Um, but anyway, speaking of DraftKings, uh, fantasy football season is here, and if we've partnered with DraftKings to bring you a factory sports membership for free, all you have to do is go to DynastyFootballFactory.com slash shop and follow the instructions there. That's right. You'll get our year-round content, exclusive membership-only access to the Factory Sports Slack channel, full access to articles from every department, including Daryl and I, hard work at the idp department and other great features in our memberships all for twenty dollars which you can then enter into contests and potentially win more um we are super excited to bring you this deal if you want access right away go to dynastyfootballfactory.com slash shop and follow those instructions disclaimer Eligibility restrictions apply. New DraftKings users only. See DraftKings.com for details. And by the way, I don't know if the listeners out there, if you dabble in DFS, if you uh, like DFS, uh, we have a new show on the network, the DFS Shark Tank, I believe is what it's called. And I gave them a listen last week, and they had... You know, a lot of their picks were in my lineups that helped me uh, win some some cash this week. So, nice. So I'm, I'm glad to listen to them again, and hopefully the same results will happen. I even, and get this, I even won some money despite having Nick Foles in my lineup. Oh, wow. So I overcame Nick Foles. I mean, he had that nice touchdown pass, but that was it for him. That, I mean... That was it. But he was such a value that it didn't hurt too bad to lose him like that. Because I'm sure other people had Tyreek Hill and he did nothing. I mean, all the studs really did nothing. So if you had, you had I mean, besides McCaffrey, if you had McCaffrey. You were, I think I had McCaffrey in my lineup. I think that's kind of what helped. Because I built my, uh, my, my theory in DFS, and, and maybe I am not, um, maybe I am not, um, a pro at this by any means so don't take my advice too seriously but i like to look for a, two value guys that are really cheap that if they just do a little bit i'm good to go and then i just like to ride with studs like and i know that's a i'm, I'm not reinventing the wheel here by any means but that's that's kind of what i try to do i try to find a couple value guys plug them in and see what i can go with the rest um so the problem with week two is week one, you get a lot of cheap uh, values like Austin Eckler and stuff like that because this they, they set these these tournaments up like a month ago. Right. So they didn't know Melvin Gordon wasn't playing. They didn't know that, you know, half the stuff that's coming. They didn't know LaShawn McCoy was going to be on the Chiefs. You know, they didn't know Carlos Hyde was going to be a Texan. Like, they just don't plan for these things in advance, so... Um, they they set the 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 stuff and they can't move it the, the way they have their stuff set up. So, um, but anyway, you've got a trade for us, and yes, yes, I do. You you just had to bring this up because I told you you would never get a running back. 
You told me this. You did. This is in our if, Battle of the Gridiron League you, that you've given me so much grief over. You, you found a sucker. That's all I got to say. You found a sucker. Well, I wouldn't say that. I mean, I thought it was a pretty good trade. For you. Um, <laughs> you, you, anyway, you, you were so bouncing this I, trade off of me, and I was like, dude, if he's going to give you that, dude, just take it. Yeah. Take it and run. Don't look back. So, uh, the scoring's pretty high for IDP in this league. Um, and it I is. gave up Trey Flowers, and I gave up Deion Jones. That's right, a top five linebacker. I gave up Deion Jones. Now, keep in mind, I've got Bush, I've got White, I've got Blake Martinez. Uh, I forget who my other linebacker is, and I had Jones. So, I was pretty stacked, and Dan swore up and down, nobody's going to trade you a running back. See, you're in you. And lo and behold... Go ahead. In, in my conference, nobody trades running backs for cheap. I've tried. Nobody's selling running backs. I, don't, I mean, I don't say you, that I don't say it's cheap. But Trey Flowers is not an elite defensive end. Deion Jones, granted, he's tough. He's a top deep linebacker. He had a terrible week one. Right. But so did the rest of the Falcons. Yeah, he did. Um Keanu Neal yeah, had Keanu terrible Neal didn't week do anything. One, uh, but gosh, it was horrible. But if you <laughs> James Conner had a bad okay, first week too. Yeah, right. okay, God. So for Flowers and Deion Jones, I got James Conner and a twenty twenty third in return. And did you hear the word "and" in there? He's lucky to get James Conner for that. And you got "and" a twenty twenty third. And a 2023. So you're going to get your edge rusher in, in round three that you just gave but the guy, flowers. In his defense, he desperately needed a linebacker. Desperately. He really needed Deion Jones. Just I, 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 I'm just dumbfounded by this because, again, if, if I could get somebody to trade me a uh, running back. I've had to I've had to build you know, my I running back core. See, I uh, and and a little backstory. I took over this league like a week before, like three seasons ago or two seasons ago or something. I took over the team. It got abandoned. Two seasons ago. Two seasons ago. Okay. Yep. So it got abandoned. I think it was because that's when I took over. And this team, I don't know if the guy was the writer of the zero RB theorem. But he literally had zero RBs that I could even think about starting. <laughs> so I think I have done a pretty, uh, pretty good job of building up my running backs in this league, considering what I've had to work with. Uh, so, so my running backs in this league now. Now you had a couple. You know, it's Sony Michelle and stuff, but I have uh, Eckler. And I have Singletary now. And then I have mm-hmm. uh, Kalen Blage, I guess, is my guy from two years ago I drafted. I, I drafted him out of necessity. I also have Chris Thompson. So I have guys I can play. I was hoping McNichols would steal that job from Henry because, as I've said, Henry's dream not that good. Dream on, dream on. Henry's not that good. Uh, but anyway. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so... I was hurting, and like I said, I couldn't pull off a deal like that with anybody. And 
You know, I have Deion Jones. I would give somebody Deion Jones for a running back right now. He's probably my best linebacker, though. So, You know, I just want to hear five little words from you, something like, you know, I will never doubt you again. You are the greatest. You know, I will never question your drafting abilities. You know. Well, go mm, yourself. That's <laughs> only three words. Okay. <laughs> yourself is a compound word, so it's only three words. Uh, uh, man. <laughs> but anyway, you, you made out. I mean, that definitely. And like I said, you robbed okay. the guy. You robbed that I'm guy. I'm a shrewd man. Hey, he offered, not me. Yeah, that's what makes it even more ble- unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> hey, here, here you go. I'm this, a shrewd this, this league and this trade and this whole uh, on this show, <laughs> it's it's gonna be legend. Wait for it, Terry. This, that's this, right. This, this this draft has been legendary because it lives on. It will forever be a topic on this show. That's right. You're overdrafting of Bush and White, and it ended up actually working out for you. Of course it did. Course How it much did. did you pay this Why? guy on the side to make me look like an idiot? <laughs> I didn't. I swear. He actually, I think he posted somewhere that he was looking for a linebacker, and I was like. Soon as he said that, our conversation. See, I'm in, I'm in the AFC, so the AFC, like we either got we got a couple guys that pull off these crazy trades, and I'm just like, really, like, and I can't get anything done. Actually, I've, I've got a couple things done. I've gotten Keenan Allen, and I'm feeling. I think in this, he had posted league. he needed a linebacker, and I was like, hmm. I was like, well, I've got a few. <laughs> and uh, yeah, no he way. Back and was like, what do in... you need? And I said, I need running back help, and bam. Bada bing, bada boom, bada bang. He must hate Connor. Nah, that's all I gotta say. I don't know. Connor did. Connor didn't look good the other night, but the Tyler Steelers team looked terrible the other night. So yeah, I don't know if you can go based off of that. But uh, I got Debbie Diamond for us. Debbie Diamond. Let's see who do I want to go with today. Uh, so many, so many. I've got actually, I do have so many because football. I have been writing. Yeah, I've been watching college like crazy. So because football's this, uh, on and you've been watching nonstop. Yeah. So we're gonna go. I had a to... busy weekend. While while you're stalling, I'll say I had a busy weekend. So most of my college watching was done um, while playing some shuffleboard and pool and stuff so shuffleboard what are you like 85 hey man shuffleboard's a good good time Freaking shuffleboard. really there were like a couple kids there that are playing shuffleboard most of the time so so you're 85 playing shuffleboard with kids way to go had a few cold beverages well i'll give you that i guess played some arcade games it's fun <laughs> Uh-huh. It was fun. Night out without the kids. That's fun. All right, I'll give it to you. So, anyway, so you, you don't take your kids, but you play with other people's kids. Okay. Well, I was not playing with them. <laughs> they were playing. <laughs> this week's Debbie Diamond <laughs> is. <laughs> oh shit. Is uh, we're gonna go to Boise State and look at Curtis Again? Weaver. 
That was Oops. last week, dude. <laughs> well, I've got Sweeney right here. Curtis Weaver was last week. He was. Uh, he was. Point. You're going to make me edit, aren't you? No. I'm leaving this in. Yeah, go ahead. What, what about your pristine show notes that you always tell me you keep here? Well, I was a little busy and I didn't get my Davy Diamond wrote down. But I've got like 15. So we'll go to, because I actually wrote an article on him, so we'll go here. Okay. We're going to go to um, Iowa State and look at Orion Vance, inside linebacker for them. Oh, uh, oh, oh, O'Reilly? Ryan, not Riley. Oh, Ryan, okay. O'Ryan? O'Ryan. Like like Irish? like. I think so. He's mix and O's, okay. O apostrophe R-I-E-N, O'Rain, O'Ryan. However you want to say it, I may, may be butchering that. But uh, he's a, a projected a 2020 class, um, but he could come out uh 2021, I guess, because he's a uh, really good size, 6'1", 231, has good speed, good range. It's really good sub-package skill. So, uh, you know, he can blitz off the edge because they've been playing him on the edge some too. Uh, so he's an outside linebacker? No, he's an inside, but they inside move him linebacker. outside. Uh, they've got Mike Rose and um, Marcel Spears, who we've talked about before. This is uh, their third linebacker, and he's probably just as good as them or maybe even a little better. Uh, made some huge clutch plays uh, a few weeks ago, or was it last week when they played Northern Iowa and almost got beat. So he had like 10 tackles, two sacks. Um, his um, really – intelligent you can tell his football iq is really up there. he reads plays well uh trusts what his eyes sees and goes after it um and he's made that trio uh, like i said i wrote an article on the three of them uh it's rare that you see a team that has three linebackers that any one of them could be the leader and that's what they've got there but he's the younger of the three um i think mike rose is the one that's eligible to come out this year, I think Marcel Spears comes out next, and then Vance is after that. So they've got three great linebackers, and he's a hybrid kind of of both of them between Spears and Rose. He can he can blitz, he can drop into coverage really well. So uh, that's this week's Debbie Diamond. All right. So his name is again Orion Vance. You just made the list. Orion Vance made the list. Um, so, along with the Debbie Diamond, uh, we're, we're going to have some fun at some players' expenses as well. So, we are going to... I have a couple drops that I love to play that we need to play. And this week, we have a tie for the... Dummy! <laughs> the dummy, yeah, or the... <laughs> stupid idiot! Stupid idiot of the week. And that tie <laughs> goes to Quan Alexander and Miles Jack. Because they jacked up your IDP lineups if you started them. Because they got kicked yep. out of the game in the first half for throwing punches with people with helmets yep. on. At least wait till the guy takes the helmet off to try to punch him. So you don't break your hand punching somebody's helmet. That's all I have to say about that. Dummy! Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> That was mainly Miles Jack. Uh, Quan Alexander, I think, led with his head and tried to kill uh, yeah. Jameis Winston. So his hit was not – it was still stupid. Uh, but it was it not was. like he tried to punch Jameis. He's just 
being over aggressive and got kicked out. I'm surprised. Is that new this year that they can just toss you once? I thought you had to have two personal foul penalties. Or are they just going to that targeting rule like college has? Um, I don't remember this last year. Maybe it's just a short memory and I'm. I think if Not it's if they determine there's intent to hurt, <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess I mean it's they called it something I can't think of the word right off, but they yeah I, mean, I think they can go ahead and eject if they think it's. I guess it's uh, the opposite of you know if they they call it and then they go back and look and you didn't it wasn't a direct blow or whatever I, I, they used a term and i can't remember what it's well called. in in college it's targeting and they actually do go back and check in the nfl they don't check the replay they just toss you it's a it's a judgment call really is what it, it is. is and Quan's, i mean he was definitely sliding and he went head to head with him so i mean that's just stupid yeah I mean, I know sometimes you are in the middle of trying to tackle somebody, but as a, it, and this is where quarterbacks, I think, you know, you've seen some guys make moves, you know, instead of they should be sliding, they'll try to make a cut and go outside. And this is where these linebackers and safeties, like they have you lined up. Right. They want to make sure they don't look like a fool. So they might be already like, I'm hitting you no matter what and just head in the wrong place, you know. know. Yeah, some of these are, I don't know. I I don't like the rule. I understand why it's there. But it's really hard to hit somebody with your shoulder and not have your head in there. I mean, it's. It's really hard to hit a moving target at at the speeds that these guys are playing at. So, I mean, it's, it's, when we slow it down and do slow motion, it looks vicious, but. Yeah, some of these, you're playing in real time. uh, Some of these you kind of agree with because you can see the direct head lowering. Yeah. They're coming in like a heat seeking missile. Those I kind of get, but, you know, I've seen some over the weekend, even in the college game as well. These, these guys are, while they're, they're dropping down to lead with their shoulder and you know they're not it's they're just not jerking their head to the side they're just you know they're dropping down to breaking down to make the tackle and the head gets in the way and i think that's a big part of football this targeting thing i just um it's necessary but i think it's kind of one of of our former colleagues brad mcdaniel that used to do some of our devy stuff Mm -hmm. he mentioned it uh last week or the week before he was talking about targeting he said he wished they would go back and factor in intent in these calls. And I agree with that. If you go back and you look, is he yeah. actually trying to hurt him? You know, is it, do you see intent there? Then I think there, cause some of these are just, it's ridiculous. Some of them are. You're asking. The I mean, you're already at make, a judgment thing. I mean, so well, you are, but you're asking to give another layer to that judgment. True. But I mean, which I think is why they go back and look in the first place. They kind of do. I mean, sometimes it's just if there's head-to-head contact, they're just gonna kick them. Yeah, I mean, it's. Just, I don't like it. I don't like it when it's like the like top safety on the defense, like ought to just 
Because then I'm like, really? Like, you're going to... Like, I think Grant Delpit got kicked out of a game, didn't he? I believe. Like, real early, like, not this year, but last year. Last year, I believe, yeah. And I'm like, you're just and kicking no, out their best defensive player. Yeah, and I saw, I've saw i saw it a number of times, even last year. It's just... Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe they need to go to like a point system with it. Like if you get so many points for targeting, then you get suspended for a game. Well, I think it has to do and with, I think it has to do with the fact that you're managing the game. Um, they mentioned it the other night with, uh, or I think it was the Monday night game where the ref is taking control of the game by flagging a player or, you know, kicking a player out. Because, you know, if you have a fight breaking out because somebody's headhunting your quarterback, you know, the ref's got to take control of that game. And that's where so. I think you got to look at it in. If you're yeah. headhunting, then yeah. But, I mean, just a, yeah. there is phys- – you can play physical football and have no intent whatsoever to, to hurt somebody or make contact and still wind up making contact like that with heads. I mean, it's just – your yes, shoulder is too uh, close together to separate. It's not like you're on the, the turn. Head. On the turn of what you're saying, you also not you in particular, but you also have like Jonathan Abraham or Abram, who is is trying to hurt you on every play. Not maybe injure your head every play, but he's trying to make you feel the tackle, and that's why yeah, I think not, football football not. is such a it's, it's kind of contradictory. It is. It is. It very is. Because and you're I, saying you have to be safe, but... but you also have to hit the person hard enough so they go down. Right. And and that's even it's... when I played, you know, in high school and whatever, even when I coached youth, you know, you hit somebody hard, they're not going to want to come back across the middle. They're not going to want to run in there. And mm-hmm. I, you're just seeing that go away. And I think, that's why you get some of these high scores now because these receivers oh, are yeah. not afraid to go across the middle. They're not afraid to do whatever because they've got free reign. Yeah. So, and and in the world of linguistics, we, we call this uh, predicament an oxymoron. <laughs> right. A safe hit. <laughs> there is no safe hit. No, I mean, uh, this is, anyway. it's a violent sport. You yes. know what you're getting yourself into when you sign up to play this. Yeah. And that's why uh, my 10-year-old's playing flag football right now, not tackle I football. I understand that. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. if that's... But, I mean, if he wants... And I we talked about it. And yeah. if he wants to play tackle football when he's, you know, a little older, I'm okay with it. But, you know, if he even thinks he has a concussion, he's not going back in there. Like, right. You know. And that's where some of the stuff, you know, it, it's hard to, to gauge. And when it's I your own kids, football. I love football. And, and I, you know, I, I told him this, the story of the first time I got hit. And I nearly thought I was going to die. I got the wind <laughs> knocked out of me so badly. <laughs> you know that feeling when you get the wind knocked out of you and you feel like the guy just crushed your rib cage into your chest and you can't breathe. Yep, I've had and that happen. I have actually been hit gotta, and stood gotta up. You got to fight through swept. it. Yeah, felt like my head was swirling and there was birds chirping and 
you know seeing stars yeah you know yeah. Like, like what's wrong with you get your butt back over there and <laughs> yeah that's that's football too and that's that's kind of the ugly side of football because you know if somebody's seeing stars and blacks out for 30 seconds you don't want to be telling yeah, them to get back in there I've had but anyway sometimes, but uh, yeah 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 it I happens when you play. like Abram so much getting back to him a little bit is because he's He's, he's, that old old, he's that old school style. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rough, rugged. You know, same with Vontez Perfect. I know he goes a little too far sometimes, but he's yeah. that throwback that beats you up. Same with Sue. People call Sue dirty. Okay, yeah. that's fine. I see that. But he just wants to beat you up, rough you up. He's not really meaning to hurt you per he's, se, but he wants to well, make you feel it, you know? When he's stomping on you, he's trying to. Well, maybe if he's stomping, but... I mean, really, one of my favorite Seahawks is Cam Chancellor because he was exactly he was a boomer man. I mean, he, he was a uh, miss, and that's why his career ended prematurely, though. Right, it is. That's ahead so. Of... I mean, he knew what he was doing and knew what he was getting into, and but sad, that's also it was what sad made to him... see him leave early. But that's also what made him such a great player is exactly. his, his presence, Same with, um... his hitting. Same with your other guy that just left. Oh, man. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas, I mean. Well, Earl Thomas, like I said, him and uh, Big Play Bob, uh, Bob Sanders. <laughs> yeah. Those two play very similar. They are missiles. They yep. play like missiles. They're short, smaller guys that play like they're about a foot taller and 100 pounds heavier. <laughs> right. Because they will throw their entire physics weight behind their hit with very little care in the world about their own safety. And that's why injuries happen so often. So, uh, on that note, we're going to head out. Um, enjoy your hitting and defense and physical football while that's you right. can. Before we're watching robots destroy each other on a football field. I'll quit when that happens. Yeah, I know. I'll be done. Um, but, yeah. But that's gonna about do it for this show. Uh, both of our teams are one and zero. Woohoo! Uh, can't say that about your college team. It's really, really, <laughs> really. Hey, so we did the entire show. The that was a heartbreaking show. loss. That was a heartbreaking loss. I thought they had the win, and I was like, "Oh, they actually blew that." Sorry. That's not, not a topic sorry. I wish to discuss with you at this time. Well, we'll just head off into the sunset then. Um, but anyway, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. Uh, <laughs> that'll about do it. Any last words for the people? Quickly. Up. Tighten up, King Henry. Go Hawks. Let's try to beat Pittsburgh and not let up 5 million air yards. Yeah, we're going to curb stomp the Colts, hopefully. So. Yeah, Colts look good. Good night now.